0: I feel like in this universe where you have this kind of thing happen, I would include other like pop culture icons and yeah. make it this weird like sub post apocalyptic world where you have these like these odd celebrities have this crazy power. Like this is a scenario where you would have Marie Kondo. Um,
1: oh being, yes.
0: Like she would be like an overlord and she executes people by going like, "Does this bring you joy?" and then everybody goes bah! And then she's like, "You do not bring joy," and she kicks him into a fucking pit. And then, like, you have that kind of scenario. And then, in like another part of this like wasteland, you have uh, Guy Fieri, and like when he executes people, he's like, "Welcome to Flavor Town." Everything well, he shoots and a cult melts. of
2: cannibals too. Like that—that's a yeah. given, right? Yeah, See, Guy that's... Fieri
0: would be leading a yeah, yeah. Guy Fieri would totally be leading a cult of cannibals, and like every time, like before he bites into him, he'd be like, "Welcome to Flavor Town." And then he just like eat. it's more of a chant. Like it's, he
2: has a giant table or I guess grill probably in his case, and like it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's people grilling on it, obviously because Guy Fieri and like the, the ceremonial toast of his people is welcome to Felipe. And He says that as loud as he can, and then the masses echo it back, and then they feast, kind of thing. That's yeah. how it, yeah. it's obvious. definitely
0: <laughs> something like that. And then yep. like, in another part of town, you'd have you would have Carly Ray Jepsen with like. I don't know. She, I feel like she would be in some sort of, like, tank girl. I don't feel like she's powerful
2: setup. enough to lead an uh, army in this scenario, sorry. Like, it, uh, it, there are other equivalencies she, to her that are more culty. She might
0: be up and coming. She might be up and coming. Like, like she's not exactly a high-ranking lord of these, like, oh, she's more of a nomad, band. Got it. But she's, yeah. like, she's up and coming. Yeah.
1: So, 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 Charlie, who would you put into our ridiculous apocalypse scenario?
2: I just assume there's a faction of metalheads living as they always have, where it's like, remember electricity? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you you have all these things going on, and the metalheads are just like, yeah, electricity was nice.
1: Yeah, we're, we're we, are <sighs> we, uh, and I say we because I'm definitely a metalhead, we're all just in Scandinavia watching everybody, the world descend into madness, and we're like, cool, everything looks like a heavy metal heavy metal album cover now. Fantastic.
0: Basically,
2: it's brutal legend. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And then somewhere in, in in a corner of the world, you would have Martha Stewart and Soup Dog, and then somebody gets executed in Martha Stewart's garden, and she's like, "Please tidy things up."
2: Oh, <laughs> I, I assume she's kind of like a Hunger Games. Like they they become a Hunger Games like authoritarian government or something. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, and
0: Snoop Dogg just wants to hang out. Well, so that's quick, the thing. It's like, uh, yeah. one it's a,
2: Snoop Job yeah. is uh, it's judging things based on how chill they are, and Martha yep. Stewart is judging things based on kind of presentation and overall quality. And if you fail mm-hmm. to impress, you get cast out to the wasteland.
0: Yeah. Or like you'd walk by and she'd notice you left something out of place, and as she's walking by, she just slams your head into the cement wall. Yeah, of course. And she's like, please pick that up. And then she just keeps walking without skipping a beat. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or where she scraps we... by the scruff of her and goes, Do you know what I did to people in the lockup?
1: Hello and welcome to this podcast, this, this something wicked studios podcast. This wicked awesome cast right now. This is number 164. So. Today I am back. I am back from the void. I am existing again.
0: You could say you came. No, back Shadow Realm. No.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> what well, was I... it?
2: No Shadow Realm. No, we're moving on. <laughs> Do not humor him. Do not look at the man that will not let a bad joke he doesn't even understand die. He clings to it like a man being swept out to sea. Attached to the wreckage of a sailing ship being circled by sharks with a slowly bleeding leg. He believes he may survive, but he won't. Either the water, the shark, or starvation will get him. It doesn't matter which.
0: What if they may never die?
2: <laughs> sure drowned the shit out of you, though.
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs> that was perfectly fine.
2: Uh, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh but yeah welcome back henry yeah you were you were gone last week and uh hope all is well you doing okay yep yeah. yeah i'm good <clears throat> good um if you don't know from last week uh charlie changed his name he's no longer mord act with a 4k he's now mord act uh... undivided
2: <laughs> the way you so explain every a... time makes me angry <laughs> <laughs> there's been a
0: lot of changes You've been gone.
2: undivided. No further explanation required.
0: We we revamped the Discord a little bit. We moved some stuff around. Did we? Changed some names? No, but I'm just saying for (laughs) the sake of making it look like we changed some things. So it's like if you let someone borrow your car and you get it back, still your car. It's just slightly different.
2: They probably farted it a bunch. Yep. (laughs) Guilty. Or it's accident.
0: But yeah, episode 164. We're here doing our thing. The 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 musketeers have reunited, if you will.
2: Sure. <laughs> I don't remember that book. We'll have to make a bunch of jokes about it. but I'm like, are we busy fighting the injustices of the French nobility now? That's news.
1: Yes. Sure. Why not?
0: Professional ability <laughs> being some of these scummy game companies. Yeah. yeah. Sure, one of them's French. But we fight. But yeah. Um. So, Henry, since you've been gone recently, tell us a little
2: bit about Yeah, what have you been up to, man?
1: All right. So, I have been playing a lot of video games. <clears throat> One would hope. I'm still on the kick of playing video games that won't burn out my onboard video card because I still oh, haven't bothered replacing b- before it. Before we get into it, though,
2: like, please tell our audience, like, it, it, the, the emails or texts we've gotten, like, right before the podcast has kicked off each week, has been like, yo, suffering from terrible motion sickness. It's been like, oh, good God, what the hell happened? Like, what have you been doing to yourself that's caused these problems?
1: Okay, so, I mean, so, I am a person that can get motion sickness. Fair enough. I can't read or play video games or do anything if I'm on any sort of a vehicle. It will just make me pretty sick. But usually it's it's not too bad. And like, it's not really devastating, but the other night I was coming on the way back from actually this, uh, something going on in downtown Los Angeles that was in Chinatown. And I just got just combination of events, combination of, I think it might've been partially the food I had and just the, just kind of stop and go traffic or, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, turns and stop and go traffic but I got more motion sick than I have been in decade in like a decade. It was bad. I just felt awful. And it was so bad. I was still feeling it the next day. So, I mean, that was, that just told me how bad it was. I mean, that's, yeah, that's literally, I haven't been that sick in a decade because I remember the last time I was that sick, but that was, that was awful. I was, I felt so terrible. Like, yeah, it's pretty bad if you're so motion sick that you literally feel like crap the very next day still. And I didn't start to feel better until well into the afternoon.
2: I feel bad now. I was just putting some like ridiculous story like, yeah, I got stuck on a roller coaster for six hours or something. Oh,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. I see, roller coaster, I can handle like for the most part. Like, I, I. Yeah, I generally can. I've been on a lot of roller coasters. It's certain things. I just usually it's a combination of stop and go plus plus like lots of turns that'll make me sick pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I I don't know the contributing factors, but yeah, I mean that was just that was that was pretty bad. But <clears throat> other than that, other than suffering there,
2: other than suffering I, there,
1: yep. Yeah. <laughs> Let us recount I, the multiple points of suffering. I played uh, quite a few video games. There again, as I was mentioning, they I've been playing, still on this kick of playing games that won't melt my motherboard. So, that includes Monster Prom. So I picked up Monster Prom and the DLC for it. I don't know if...
2: I feel like I looked at this game. Like, it's a it's essentially a monster dating game, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I This one floated it's... through my like you might like the Steam and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you Steam?
1: You're not <laughs> it's wrong. It's because like but no. I keep sending you weird games to check out and you actually check them out, so. Mm-hmm. That's probably on me. Yeah. But <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, I I liked it. It's a very stripped down game. I'm going to say it's definitely more of a party game, like
2: Oh, you I, should I thought like a graphic should, novel or something based on a quick ad
1: for it I watched. I mean, it is. I mean, it's a visual novel. Uh, it is a visual novel. It is. it is a dating sim, but it is very much stripped down and so and it is multiplayer. So you can play, okay,
2: <clears throat> explain this part cause that actually sounds kind of
1: fun, so it's actually four player. so it's up to four players, one to four players. You can play it alone, and i've and I've played it alone more often than I have as multiplayer. but mm. It, it is very stripped down, so it works in kind of a cycle of days. Okay. And so you have, you have something that goes on in the morning, lunchtime, and at night. And you can choose essentially which room you want to go to or what you want to do. Depending on what you do in the morning and evening times, um, that depends. Uh, so those you get to choose which room you go to and which one you go to has an automatic boost to your stats. So you do have stats in the game. You have, like, six sets of stats. stats, And so the stats will ultimately determine how will you do in the end game. And so I'll just mention what the end game is right now. The end game is going to the prom okay. and asking, asking somebody out to the prom. And that will depend on your stats. And different stats work better for different possibilities, dating possibilities.
2: As is with most dating games, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, as you go through each day, you get to choose which room you go to, so there's a sort of a set thing where you always gain a boost to one stat. And then there is a, on each section, on you know, morning, afternoon, or night, there is a uh, optional, or I shouldn't say optional, but sort of a story that will go on where you have a chance to either boost or lose two stats. And so that depends on also like how well you do on those depends on your stat rating. Like if it's high enough and you choose a particular response, then it's going to be successful. And those can gain more people that you that are possibilities for you, so they'll start to appear more often in your in your in the sort of extra thing that happens during the events. Okay. Like a trigger or is it like a Yeah, there's triggers social modifier. I think it's kind of a combination of both, and that there's sort of a stat going on that's unseen, a stat that kind of depend. That sure. Essentially, it's a trigger to be able to even like properly romance somebody. It seems like.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's normal. I guess at that point I thought you were talking more like. Uh...
1: And so their romance is unlocked if you if you do certain things, but yeah, uh, it's you have a choice of. Four different sort of monsters to pick as, and then there's like uh, there's quite a few ones that you can pick as your possibility for a date that ask out at the end. And so there's two forms of the of the game. There's a short short and a long one, and the long one is about double the length. And so and it has a little bit hot ha- has higher requirements for the stats to be able to pull things off uh, and to ask somebody out at the very end. But yeah, I I have to say that. Because it's so stripped down, it's maybe not as fun for a single player playthrough.
2: Okay. There's a,
1: there's, but I'll say this: there are tons of unique events. You are unlikely to have the same events happen in any particular from one game to the next because they they made a. There is a ton of stuff I know because they actually have a count on there, so you can see how many of the events and endings you've seen at the, to that point. And so that's. So, there's a ton there. So, it definitely has heavy, heavy, uh, heavy, heavy, like, playthrough. Like, if you want to go back and play through it again, it's, it's... So, there's a lot of content there. There's a ton of content there. And the DLC adds a lot more as well, so... And it was on sale, so I picked it up. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'd say that if you pick it up, pick it up as a multi... Like, pick it up with a bunch of friends. Is that's going to... Help a lot, especially because it is a competition. Essentially, you end up in a competition. Does the multiplayer work? I guess you take turns, Ah, like essentially, like on what you're going to do during that particular part of time. Mm -hmm. And you can choose. uh, I haven't gotten to play too much of the multiplayer, you know, admittedly, but yeah, it's so that kind of take turns, and yeah, you could end up asking out the same person in the end. That's one thing that definitely can happen. And you can try to steal somebody away from somebody else, essentially. So that's that's what, so you can really compete. So that's the unique thing. The fact that you can play a form of the game where you are competing, or possibly competing for the affections of one of the monsters. So,
2: what I guess two questions, first of which is what what monsters are available, and like are they like their traditional monster monster selves, or is this some dating game romance bullshit version of these monsters?
1: Um, it's a you know, a cartoonized, cute, you know, okay, more yeah. cute versions of everything. But they're really cool designs. I mean, it's worth checking out. It's really super cool designs. And it is a basically versions of a lot of classic horror movie tropes. I mean, you've got your really classic ones, you know, or at least classic in literature. You know, your vampire, werewolf, zombies, things like that, and ghosts. Mm-hmm. And you have a you have a Medusa type character in there, a Cthulhu summoned character. It, it's and they are. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's sweet. It's it's lighthearted, and yeah, and it is kind of unique. And like I said, it feels a little bit bare in a certain sense if you're just playing it as single player. Sure. Because it is very stripped down. It is very simplified. But that's for the sake, really, it feels like it was built to be played multiplayer. And you can either host your server or you can play locally. So that's you do cool. Like, yeah, I, I was just too.
2: like, it's like a, ah, you can do multiplayer. No, it sounds like it's pretty involved multiplayer.
1: Yeah. So they did. So yeah, there is you know network or local co ops or yeah. not co op but versus essentially, but yeah that's cool. Um, and yeah, I I've played uh, I played some games I picked up off of itch.io, itch.io or whatever. Oh, uh-huh. um, you know the website with the yeah. We,
2: I talked about them a couple weeks ago, I think.
1: Yeah, and so I picked up a couple of games on there. I picked up some some. Uh, One called Hine Dere Beat, which is just a really stripped-down platformer. It's fun. It has nice little graphics, but it costs, like, nothing, so I picked it up. Mm. Uh, A really cool one I played, uh, just because it's kind of unique, it's called Digital Lovin', and so it's a... It's a sort of a top-down shooter game, with some... But it has some pretty cool mechanics in there. It has some interesting mechanics, where you can switch out and there is and the way you beat each level is you have to gain a certain amount of points so you can give love you're trying to kind of, it's a dating game as well, and, and of a sort I, I should say, and so you're kind of like a hacker and you're kind of hacking into a system and you're trying to impress somebody it's it's kind of neat, it's fun hmm. but that one's just, uh Digital Lovin' is just a browser game so you can just go on their site and play it so that one's free. So other than that I've also been watching the European Speedrunner Assembly Summer Marathon. And so I I'm kind of I really like these video game marathons, these ones for charity. This one is for the Swedish Alzheimer's Foundation. So that's super cool and that's going to be going on all this week. So so you can go to esa esa marathon.com or you can uh, or you can go to their Twitch channel which is just twitch.tv/esa marathon and yeah it's it's going on right now as we speak and it's super cool it's for a great per a great purpose a great charity and so i you know i'd say you know check it out look at their schedule see if there's anything that interests you i was just watching a monster hunter world showcase earlier and yeah, that was pretty cool. And they're taking on some of the more unique bosses to kind of you know, essentially show off, you know, show off the game essentially. But yeah, great, great cause. I definitely recommend checking it out. But uh, and also, yeah, I mean, if you're feeling like it, you know, support a very good charity. But I, all right, I will. I'm gonna say this: I have not watched Stranger Things season three yet so i not don't want that spoiled for me so nobody spoil that i have not watched enough
2: of it yet to hate on it and i don't know what alex has gotten up to
0: uh i've watched it and i think it's a lot better than season two yeah that's not yeah
1: i didn't a lot of people didn't like season two as much as season one i i've i've enjoyed it i've enjoyed the first two seasons and yeah i've heard some good things about the third season so i'm i guess I don't know. I don't have any particular reason for waiting other than I just, you know, I only have a certain amount of time, I guess, but and I and I'll probably binge watch the heck out of it when I eventually do get around to it, so. But
0: yeah, no, it's it's pretty good, I have to say. It's definitely enjoyable. Um and it's amazing what you can do with good writers and with fewer episodes. Yeah. Cuz this epi- this season has less episodes than the previous one. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. It's amazing what you can do when you have talented writers and talented showrunners who do a good job.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad that they waited instead of trying to just turn something out as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So instead of just oh we got to put it out now because it's popular and there's a craze for it, no they they decided to, that yeah we'll we'll actually give this some time and make sure that whatever we put out is actually good quality and you know what. <laughs> Kudos, you know. I, I think it's too often that things are rushed out way too quickly. I mean, even talking about the video game world, things are, you know, where something can be rushed out because, you know, they want to catch a craze or they've, yeah, for one, for one poor reason or another, something gets mm-hmm. rushed out. And it seems like they wanted to take their time with this one, and make sure that it's, that it's really hits and that it's yeah. that's good and solid and that's good and. I can definitely appreciate that. No. Yeah. So, I guess let's just go Turn, right in. Go? Yeah,
2: yeah, fuck it, why not? Um <laughs> still playing way too much Destiny 2 lately. I'm I'm almost done, I think, with my um insane murder rampage through Gambit. I, I I got my light versus light achievement, which means I just have to reset and finish my Malfeasance quest and I get Dredgen finally. I should have that done by next week. I it did lead to a real cool moment, so, uh, light versus light for those who don't know, which is I'm assuming almost everyone out there means you have to kill an opposing guardian in their super in gambit, so it's half luck, half skill at that point, because you kind of have the situation to have them react accordingly. I managed to get three of them at once, which was real goddamn cool, and well I would have liked to have had it, you know, like, last week or something if you're going to get it that way. I'm like, okay, this this kind of makes it okay. I'm, I'm a little less annoyed by this. That was a cool way to finish this bullshit. But yeah, playing way too much of that, probably still. I, I broke my clan last night.
1: <laughs>
2: we were doing the la- uh, the Last <laughs> Wish raid, and there's an exotic that drops from it called the Thousand Voices. Uh, the guy that was kind of sherping the raid has run that thing upwards of like 30 times, I think, and never gotten this thing. So we get to the Ooh. end, and there's chests, and there's a room of chests, and you open the chest, and you have a chance to get a thousand voices. I got it, but no one saw it pop up in the loot thing, and like before we even started, he's like, "Oh, yeah, beginners' lecture, like, you're gonna get a thousand voices in the first run, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. He's like, "Oh, did you get it?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he goes, "Bullshit!" And like, he's like, "Fucking liar!" Like new members of the clinic, said, I the equipment and like, shoot it at him. He's like, just fucking loses it, just quits right out of the game right then and there. <laughs> Goes on to the Discord oh. and is like, Well, we just finished last wish. Like, oh, how'd it go? Fucking Mordak got a thousand voices, oh, on his first try, and I'm like, and I'm like a couple of I post, I'm like, Yeah, so um what do I do with the glittering key, by the way? He logs back in, jumps back into the chat room. He's like, You got the fucking glittering key too. I'm like, Yeah, it's a good He's like, it's the goddamn ship. It's less than a one percent chance to drop.
1: Yep. You got them and both in why... one run. And you know what? That's one of the things that actually drove me away from playing a lot of of MMORPGs is the idea of rare drops and ones that are, like, ridiculously rare. I'm, I'm not, I'm generally not willing to play the same thing, yeah. at like, 30 times or whatever, or 100 times to try to get a rare drop. Yeah. That would literally drive me insane, but I get the people that like that, I guess. I that type of grinding, that level of grinding would actually drive me crazy.
2: There's a fun in it to me. I it's I like the raids of Destiny, so it's kind of one of those ones yeah. where it's like, would I do Last Wish again? Sure. Do I need to do Last Wish ever again? No. <laughs> and maybe we'll stay that way because that thing even run like we ran it really, totally well despite me not knowing the raid at all. Like it just takes a lot of time. Like I. Leviathan. I get the impression that it's like Destroyer of Worlds or Shadow of a Shadow of the Past story, like that one you can bang out in like an hour and a half or something. Which I'm not saying raid should only take an hour and a half, but I'm not sure I have more than two hours to raid any given week, kind of thing. Like it's yeah. Like, Jen's been really good at putting up with my crazy gambit drive this week, and I'm like, it's out of hand. That this is <laughs> this is gross. We're gonna get it soon, then we can stop. And tone it back some, hopefully. And it's like, ah, eh, we probably won't. But like, we can lie to ourselves about it. Yeah. No, I playing lots of lots of Destiny still, a lot of gambits still. Almost regin Feel happy about that. Um, but I did do something completely unrelated to Destiny this week that is gaming related. I went to something called the Two Bit Circus, which mm. is I. I'm going to use this description, and please do not take it the wrong way. I will elaborate on it and make it sound cooler. It is the best David Busters you've ever been to. <laughs> and by that, I mean it's actually kind of cool to be inside of it. I only <laughs> use that description to kind of drive home the idea of it's an arcade for adults. There's um, there's a bar, there's like a midway of arcades things. Um, So it actually started off a couple years back, maybe closer to five at this point. They did a touring like actual circus thing. Mm. And that now has a permanent residency in kind of downtown LA called this called Two Bit Circus still. It's cool. They have like half the space so they they have a shit ton of VR stuff. Like if if you're curious Ooh. about VR for ten bucks you can try out a bunch of really kinda of cutting edge VR stuff they have going on there. And that's pretty cool. It's not anything near as um in and in, in, sorry, involved as like the void we talked about like almost a month ago now. But it is yeah. like it's all um not Oculus, the other one, Vive headsets for like um, shooting gun games and stuff like that. Like they have um Space Pirate Trainer, just kind of as a pay- playable thing there, and that's one of the best of those games out there right now. They have, they have like the bird simulator thing where you like strap yourself onto this weird looking jet bike with wings and you flap to make a bird fly, and it's first person bird view and all that jazz. I, hmm. it is neat. Uh, that sounds good. Cool. So they have that. They have kind of their Midway stuff, which is a bunch of arcade cabinets, most of which have. I, I want to say almost everything there has a competitive aspect to it, hypothetically. Like the coolest arcade Ooh. cabinet they had, I did not play, was it's really simple. It's a monitor and then these two levers that are on kind of. They've got to be synchronous pivots or something like that because you can only move them side to side. You control your avatars moving back and forth on the screen. You're moving side to side. And you will collide with each other at 90 degrees, kind of dead center, and it's pushing the other person physically back and forth to make your character move out of the way on the screen. Mm. It's neat. It's it's a fun idea for an arcade cat, at least I thought so.
1: Yeah, but, I've, I've seen stuff like that before. Yeah, and then
2: they also have, like, um, they call them game rooms, but they're kind of, a uh, more interactive. I think I'm pushing, they're slightly more linear, kind of, uh, escape rooms, essentially. They also have a bunch hmm. of kind of homemade games that they made themselves. And those are actually really cool. They're relatively simplistic, kind of what you're doing, but the ideas behind them are a lot of fun. Like, I, they, they have a game where it's essentially a ball on a tether that hangs from the ceiling, and you swing it, and you slam it into a building on the screen. You're, like, knocking down, you're, you're simulating a wrecking ball. And it seems kind of dumb on paper, but when you're playing it, you're like, yeah, this is actually kind of fun. I, As we were leaving, I'm kind of like, ah, I, I had a ton of fun. In spite of my net, kind of general grumpiness, and I'm like, no, it's cool in there. Like, in spite of myself, I had fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, just the uh, just the other day, uh, Friday, I actually went to the the bar, the uh, arcade bar that sprung up near me called a uh, uh, Player One. Ah, and look, I've been it's there.
2: Don't Studio City, right?
1: Oh no, no, no. This one is. Oh, that one's called the One Up. This oh. one is actually really close to me. I mean, it's just down the street. Uh, I I don't... I can't actually say the actual location, but it's just south on Lancashire, huh. essentially. But but yeah, it just, it just popped up recently, just in the past couple of months, and it only really opened up in the past couple of weeks. Hmm. And so... It actually has a pretty good size arcade in it. They're cycling out some games. I already see some problems with some games already kind of being on the fritz, like, I was really disappointed to see that the Ninja Warriors cab is already out. Like, What is the Ninja
2: Warriors War... cabinet? Like, is it just steroids, it's double... Mario? Uh,
1: well, Ninja Warriors cab, it's a, it's a double screen, so it's two screens beside each other, essentially. Well, they've set it up to where, basically, it's two screens beside each other, but it's a cool game. I love that game. It's a game from the 80s. Oh, so it's, not, maybe... it's nothing
2: to do with the current Ninja Warrior fad.
1: No, um, well, Ninja Warriors, I mean, it's it. they're actually coming out with a new one. Like, a, they, they're coming out with a new, it's a not new not game a in that game. series. No. Okay. I thought you no, were saying it's, it was it's a game
2: a, based off the oh, you're game about show, the show slash
1: TV show Ninja Warrior, yeah. No, 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 it's called Ninja Warriors. It's a, yeah, it started in the 80s. I think it's Taito is the company that, 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 or, I think it's Taito, I don't remember. But in any case, yeah, that's... uh. But the original, they have the arcade cab for that, but it's out. It's not working right now. Mm. Another thing I've noticed that a lot of these arcade bars, and I think it's hilarious, is some of them have these obviously super illegal multi-ROM cabs in there. Um, <laughs> I don't I think I know. they're
2: actually illegal. Like, so
1: It has like a thousand games on yeah, it. Yeah, I looked into
2: this I, at one point. There's a company out there, a couple of them, that essentially sell ROM cabinets, and as and like they're never games you've heard of or think are good, but they have like a million not quite games you've heard of versions of games. Like it's, No,
1: the ones I'm looking at have like Street Fighter two, and they have uh, they have every game you can possibly think of, a thousand games. I most of them well known. I actually and
2: bet those might be legit. Like it's I've seen some weird stuff.
1: I, I can't say, that seems like, is the ROM thing, just ROMs in general are already kind of like, uh, and these things totally look not, I mean, I don't think they look legit at all. They might not be, yeah. I think, I, I think I, it's, I, it's a sell, I'm pretty sure they're getting them from, like, China, uh, or somewhere that's like, has looser copyright laws, because, I mean, I see games on there that know for fact that Nintendo and other companies have gone to bat to make people, down.
2: No, sure. What I was gonna say is like I've helped also people build several cabinet, like the, the cabinets for an arcade cabinet, then stuck a TV and like a cheap Dell computer inside of and turned into a ROM cabinet. Like it's it's also yeah. a thing you can do relatively cheaply.
1: Yeah, but yeah, these these are these are cabs, or it's a board actually. I'm pretty sure it's a proper board, but it's a board that just happens to contain. Basically, it's an emulator and a and a ton. A ton of wrong. I'm not and sure there's... it can be your
2: actual board at that point, but I don't know. Like, but yeah, yeah, it's
1: like it seems super, super sketchy to me. I really don't think that that's legal. What they're doing, it might is. not
2: be. Yeah, I, I, but I also know like there's some weird kind of emulator ca- arcade cabinet stuff out there that because they're emulators, they get to circumvent some of the rules where it's like it's not as good or as real, but yeah, it's
1: it's weird. Yeah. None of Every that time I see one, I'm just like, yeah. they probably aren't in trouble because the companies, the many, many companies that have games on there, probably don't care enough at this point. Oh, yeah,
2: probably like two thirds of them don't exist anymore.
1: I, I'm gonna say at least a good half of them don't, yeah. or at least have completely abandoned those licenses. Yeah. So, like, what, what else? What else about Two Bit Circus? What else? Like, really. Stood out to you as a as a you know as a something cool that went on there.
2: i It's not sure is necessarily a cool thing, but I, it's so. Um, going back to the David Buster's comparison for a second, they do have food there, and I, I'm going to throw the words quotations around food. And for avid listeners, <laughs> we haven't talked about food in a while, and I'm returning with a doozy of an item for the list. Uh, they will sell you there a waffle cone, like an, a waffle cone for ice cream. Full of maple syrup and deep-fried chicken.
0: This sounds it is fantastic. <laughs> this, is, this sounds like the best day it ever. It is
2: sticky and gross and should not exist, but it's called, like, a chicken and waffle cone or something. And when I ordered this, I was expecting, like, them to hand me a waffle that they had, like, bent into a taco shape or a cone shape or something. But, no. it It, it was a waffle cone was it a
1: like the bigger waffle cone oh yeah
2: to go to like actual naming conventions for ice cream i think what you were confusing was a sugar cone which is like the traditional oh, pointy yeah, yeah. hard one that's a sugar cone The kind of wafery paler one used for soft serve that is I think it's called a cake cone sometimes or just a oh, yeah. wafer cone the waffle cone is the like much larger comes with a minimum of two scoops you could put a small sundae in this. And it's like they have that fucking loaded with chicken and just maple syrup. I'm not I'm not talking like a drizzling of maple syrup. I'm talking like when you got to the bottom, there was a solid half inch of maple syrup at the bottom and you're like, well I guess I'm doing shots of maple syrup from a waffle <laughs> cone. Oh oh God, what has led me to this point?
1: Yeah, that sounds ridiculous and awesome. I mean great. as we it is, I mean, for those not aware, it is definitely like waffles and fried chicken is a thing that's just kind of a food set. Yeah. And might as well combine it, you know what? For portability.
2: Yeah. A part of me is convinced it does not go far enough like <laughs> when it's that ridiculous if they said like we can put ice cream on it for a buck, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah."
1: <laughs>
2: Let's make this extra confusing for those involved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I might have mentioned it before, but Like, you can, you like, there is some Korean street food that does a similar thing that combines Mm. things that you would, that's a main dish and a side dish and just put it into one. For instance, a popular one is corn dogs with french fries embedded in the batter. I think they did that
2: there too. Like, Mm. they had a bunch of what I think of as like normal arcade food, and then they had like their signature arcade food stuff and everything off the signature one had a normal-sounding name, like Chicken and Waffle Cone, but based on Chicken and Waffle Cone's execution, I can only believe is... Sinister's the wrong word, but maybe not exactly what you'd be expecting.
1: (laughs) I do like interesting foods. Yeah, if you're there, I highly
2: recommend the Chicken and Waffle Cone. It was great. Weird,
1: but great. Well, I personally won't have it, but it certainly sounds like it'll be good for other people.
0: So this very much sounds like the food scientist is having a fucking
2: Yeah, it's 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 there. definitely in that category of things. <laughs> I this is this is less food science and more like um hipster tom chili trucks where it's like, "Yo, <laughs> we will sell you some uh, Frito pie for $13." That's way too much money if you were to just dump a bunch of medium grade chili into a bag of Fritos. Yeah, but we're in a truck. <laughs> a compelling yeah. argument that 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 does make this somehow more justifiable.
1: I I will say this though we do have some very much actual gourmet food trucks. Oh yeah, no, them.
2: that's just me shit talking. A very specific <laughs> food truck, <laughs> fucking red like, hillbilly food truck. Mm. You were overpriced <laughs> and not that great. Yeah, that's about it though. I it's yeah I, it's been hot in LA, so it's been kind of just low energy, avoiding the heat stuff across the board.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. I'm definitely starting to get up there. I,
2: I, I think like around nine p.m. last night, it was still like a hundred degrees in my neck of the woods. It was hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's new with you, Alex?
0: Um, well, let's see. So, I've been watching the uh the race to world first that's been going on right now. That's
1: still going so, on. Uh, so what's that?
0: So the race of world first is a event that kind of started up recently with Old Deer, in World of Warcraft, where you have all the top end guilds actually streaming their progress. Mm. Because in the past couple years, like up until recently, the top guilds never streamed anything,
1: Mm.
0: so you never got to see any of the kills firsthand. You never Mm. got to see any of the strats and any of the stuff they would do. So it wasn't until around I make maybe Old Deer. I believe, maybe even Argus, where they started actually uh, streaming their progress so people can actually watch and see what's going on. And it kind of blew up and became this thing. So, like, you have all these guys, like, the top girls, like Method, Limit, Pieces, and a few other ones that are, like, streaming all their stuff from the very beginning. As soon as they, the world first kicks off, this Tuesday, you had streaming events. In fact, um, we talked about it last week, but... Um, method is doing their own thing this time around and then you have limit pieces and another guild doing their stuff with red bull hmm. so whoa uh yeah so red bull actually is flying out players they're whoa. in like a red bull arena and they're streaming their game there so it's pretty cool i know there was some drama with the pr- last week when we talked about the whole method thing because the previous two raid uh raid pushes were done actually with method and red bull teamed up mm. so that changed up recently. Yeah, we talked about um, this a
2: bunch last week. I think two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, no, last week actually. Yeah. Because this is the when the week officially opened. So uh, yeah, I've been watching that. And it's been a lot of fun. I know as of right now, I believe Method is at the last boss, so they're on the mythic phase of Ashara. So I'll be watching that uh, throughout the day, just because it's really, really intriguing, and I I really kind of like uh, where this is going to go, kind of thing. But it's cool because, like, you have guilds who are watching it and, like, okay, what are they doing? Okay, let's see if we have those alts ready to go. And if they don't, well, then, oops. But, yeah, they're streaming, like, 12 hours a day, just consistently raiding. Um, and if they, like, can't do a specific Mythic boss, they'll split their raids up and do heroic pushes to gear up their alts so they have the right characters for the next attempts and all that. so But it's being put on with, like... like as you think it's just people streaming their raid, but like you have a lot of the raiders actually streaming their individual stuff. But then you also have like a mainstream that has like commentators talking about what they're doing, stuff that's going on. So like if you don't know anything of what's going on as far as a raid mm-hmm. goes, you can hear them actually talk about it with commentator background. So you can get a little bit of context. That's kinda cool. Yeah. So I mean, I, I know wow isn't your thing and all that, but if you wanted to check it out, I would definitely recommend checking out both of them. Uh, Method and Red Bull's channel are streaming both, so. Hmm. And you get a bunch of different point of view. So you have, like, one time they'll be showing a Shadow Priest point of view, another time they'll switch to a melee, one time they'll show the tank, or they'll show a healer. And they'll tell you who it is, what guild they're in, and, like, the point of view that you have, so. Um, It's really cool, because, like, again, also you see the different UIs that people have come up to make them comfortable to raid in that scenario, so.
1: Hmm.
0: Overall, it's really fun, and it's really nice to see that they're actually kind of making this uh not ex- well it's kind of an esport but it's like yes and no because like the, the world of warcraft arena esport is kind of meh to be honest with you like it's not really that fun uh to watch but like this stuff like the raids themselves with like having 20 people in a raid trying to work on something i think it's a lot more fun to watch so i mean it would it'd be like uh, i don't know if destiny does this but it'd be like if they were streaming the raid as soon as it comes out do they do that? For oh Destiny? yes. Yeah. See that's what I mean. Like when you have something like that, it's fun to watch. So
2: Yeah. Um, Destiny gets into it so much that they'll often off they've been after doing it this year, I think, actually like raid if you include yeah. it within the first weekend it's out, you get a special emblem for it. And I think there was one raid where no one got it or like only one team got it or something.
0: Uh uh-huh. yeah. But it's it's like I said, it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. So, um they uh I I'm I'm really, really enjoying watching the race of world first. So I have it playing in my cubicle at work when I'm like sitting there at my desk. So I can just kinda of listen in and all that. I'm amazed it's, it's hard to watch Twitch at long. work, obviously.
2: Hmm? I'm amazed it's taking this long.
0: Oh, it it can take a while. I mean, I think the last raid, it took almost two, three weeks before somebody got a world first kill. Hmm. So because the thing is too, like the mythic stuff, like some bosses in Mythic aren't tested. So um blizzard does have a habit of sometimes hot fixing certain things uh as pulls are being done to kind of like oh this mechanic isn't working as intended so it was actually kind of funny because that came up during this raid here because there was a boss uh yeah there's a boss that um they thought maybe one of the abilities it was casting was actually doing a lot less damage than it should But it seems that that wasn't an issue, and they actually, it was low enough damage that um, it changed the whole rage strat, and people were one tanking a boss, as opposed to running at least two or three Mm. tanks. So, yeah. Like, for one of the bosses, Lady Ashvane, it's a three tank fight that people are doing, which is not common nowadays, considering most fights are usually two tanks, four to five healers, and your DPS. So, Mm. I mean, hell, there was a fight we did where we had six healers in for a fight, just because it was there's a lot of raid damage and stuff going on, so. Um, but yeah, overall, like, it's been fun to watch. So, if you, if you've never done it well, check it out, pop in, take a look, and it's, uh, definitely enjoyable. So, uh, that being said, my guild, personally, is now three out of eight mythic, so we're, we're working our way up. We're actually at one of the hardest bosses in the raid tier currently, minus Ashara, is, uh. Lady Ashvane, because there's just so much damage going out consistently, so we're we're working on that boss right now, and we're expecting either that boss will get hot fixed or they will uh, nerf it in the next couple weeks. But it's definitely gonna take us a couple weeks to get it down. There's just a lot going on, hmm. and my guild only raids uh, two nights a week for Mythic, Saturday, Friday and Saturday nights. So yeah, but um, yeah, so that's that's been going. Well, uh also, so I know a couple weeks ago that Harry Potter Wizards Unite game has come out, and at first I was kind of meh about it, but it's kind of grown on me. That seems to be the
2: reaction for lots of people. Like I, I've, I've not Ooh. gone back because fuck it, who cares? But I, like Jen, was not a fan of that game at first, but she's still compulsively playing quite a bit of it.
0: Yeah, like I've actually been enjoying it a little bit more. Like they have the community day event going on. I think today. yeah, yeah, it started yesterday. Um, as of this recording, which is the twenty first, but yeah, um, yeah, it's been it's been growing on me. I mean, I've been doing little stuff here and there, and uh, luckily at work there's a big collection of like the inns, so I can get a lot of energy from there from just walking around. Yeah, there there stuff. does seem
2: to be a correlation between people enjoying that game and having an easily spammable thing near them.
0: Yeah, so I, I if I need energy, I can just walk around and do a lap. Uh, at my job and collect a good amount of energy and head back. Mm. So, uh, that part's nice. That being said, um, I I haven't been playing Pokemon Go as much, despite the fact that, obviously, they use the same locations for everything. Sure. I don't really play Pokemon Go as much.
2: It's old hotness versus new hotness. I get
0: it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, That being said, though, we did do a raid on Pokemon Go the other day, and I caught myself an Armored Mewtwo, so...
2: I do not know why. I am still somehow apparently exceedingly aware of the going-ons of Pokemon Go despite not having a phone in my possession with that thing installed mm-hmm. on it, so uh, Jen still plays both pretty frequently and she was like, she walked by a group that was raiding for the Armored Mewtwo and it was like, is this thing rare? I'm like, very. Yep. I don't know why I know this.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, I caught one, luckily. so Uh... Yeah, we had well, we had a raid pop up near at same place, right near work. So <laughs> I was able to walk over there during a quick break and do the raid, and I caught it, and it worked out. Yeah, I was very very happy. Cool. But um, let's see. Other than that, that's pretty much been it for me. I mean, I've been playing mainly since I'm so focused on keeping up to date and up and running on WoW. That's pretty much been the the bulk of my the bulk of my uh. What do you call it actual gameplay right now so as always a lot of games have taken a a seat to the side if you will
1: yeah i have not yep. tried it out i mean you know considering that i am a person that's watched all the harry potter movies read all the books i actually haven't tried out that game yet so now i'm actually interested now that i'm hearing some reviews come through on it i, I think i might actually install it on my phone
0: yeah i mean it's not bad it's definitely if you're expecting to be similar to Pokemon Go in a lot of ways, it's not.
1: Hmm. I, yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably a bonus for me personally. I don't think it's as uh, good as Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go was. Never, Pokemon Go never quite captured my interest. To be honest,
2: I am um, don't think this one will either. Then,
1: I think it's partially because I don't really have an interest in Pokemon that, that much.
2: Might help then. Yeah, it's... Mm.
1: I. I was I was a bit old when when Pokemon actually hit the states and hit really big it was i mean that was around the 2000s you know early 2000s and i was already well into college by the time it hit so i mean i there are a lot of people that still play it were people that played it when they were pretty young i think there's not as many people my age playing it maybe i'm totally wrong but i don't know as far as i'm talking about the not pokemon go but the main pokemon games like on the various handheld systems and such but Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I know. Ne- I guess I never really got into it, but I think I could see myself getting into that. It's not the the game style. I think it was just the subject material just didn't interest me. But yeah,
2: I, Pokemon Go fails if you don't care about Pokemon. I don't think the game in the Harry Potter ones is good. But okay, yeah, I each their own kind of thing. Like as someone who does not care about either one with burning passion necessarily. If you kind of like took the IPs out of both of them and said you have to pick one to play which one do you pick, I'd probably still pick Pokemon, but that's mostly because there's a lot of weird free-to-play bullshit in Harry Potter. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's it for me. Nothing Nothing too fancy.
2: Cool. It's good to all be back in one location. Um, we got some news this week, as always. Oh, do we? We do.
0: Do we now? <laughs>
2: we are low energy this week, apparently.
0: <clears throat> uh, I'm a little sick. Yeah,
2: no, that's fair. Um, some quick ones that we can burn through pretty quickly. We got, we'll got. we start off with kind of my favorite why do we keep having to do this old man moment. Uh, Watch Dogs 3 is crowdsourcing in-game music. You oh, no. may remember this as what? the same controversial move that got Beyond Good and Evil 2 in trouble a couple years ago.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, so why is this problem well uh, on one hand you could look at it as a chance for people that like video games to contribute to video games they care about or whatever on the Mm -hmm. other hand and this is sadly the side i fall on almost exclusively for this one it's a chance for a game development studio to offload a potentially costly aspect of a game yep that doesn't require maybe the same level of detail polish that other stuff does onto their fans
1: yep yeah I can see but I can definitely see both sides of yeah. that yeah I, that's that's the thing I mean, one of the things that we've definitely talked about multiple times is you know essentially games being released, and they just yep. rely on people to be the q a team, like on players to be the q a team, and yeah. I see that I definitely see that aspect of it here, because, yeah, I mean, you know, having bringing in good, good music, you know people who can write good music or fitting music can be expensive. The whole production process yeah. is expensive, yeah, it seems like they're just kind of pawning off that that responsibility, but yeah, I kind of agree with that too,
2: and so, and like the we're not saying this not this is not free, unlike last time, we definitely had a free implication to it. You will get paid if the music is chosen. You might get upwards of twenty thousand bucks if your original music okay, is well, chosen.
1: But that's at, at least they're like offering a payment for it. It's going to be way less than yeah. you might get otherwise. But because I'm going to say you aren't going to get like options or points or any you know on the you know on the retail sales or anything. So yeah,
2: that's not as much as you might get paid if you were actually you know working for the company. But eh, it's better than nothing. It's a lot better than. The previous version of this, unfortunately.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: Sorry, it's twenty thousand dollars total, so it's two thousand bucks a song.
1: Okay. A little less. That's a little less good. That's that's okay, actually. I mean, like the price. I mean, as far as paying. for
2: No, it's not. That's that's pretty bad at that point.
1: It depends on the length of the songs they're expecting, but I mean, in the production level, uh, but, they're I mean-
2: putting a fair- I could, so. Part of the I guess part of why I think this is not so great is like they're they're offering a lot of criteria for we want a song that fits like high stakes teamwork suspense. You're set. Sa- you're you're sound designing for them at that point fullheartedly.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're totally sound design. Yeah. Not just writing songs. And that's that's a thing in itself. That's why you know whenever there's a people that are really good at writing soundtracks for any media movies video yep. games they tend to be pretty popular because it's hard to find people who can just write to a situation or a mood. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing just to write music period. It's another thing to actually write to a particular situation on demand. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always kind of impressed with that when it's done well. And in general, just when it's done competently.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll see how this one plays out. It's, unlike last time, where there was no promise of money whatsoever, the promise of money, at least this time around, is a step in the right direction. It still feels scummy, though, to pawn off your work on your fan base, where, like, they'll do it because they think it's cool, and there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but you are then still profiting off of essentially fan art at
0: that point, which... eh. Yep. Yeah.
2: And you're definitely not paying industry rate at that point, either.
1: No, you're not. That's definitely not industry rate for what they're asking for. But think of the exposure,
0: guys! No exposure, huh?
1: uh, like, let's be honest. Like, unless <laughs> you know, I, you really I sure fucking... wish I could pay rent in exposure.
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> it's absolutely fucking dumb. But, yeah. <laughs> it's it, This whole thing, just like it's not exactly choosing beggars level, but have you guys ever checked out the choosing yes, beggars Yes, we've talked about Reddit? it several
2: times in the podcast, dude. Yes, every time. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exposure bucks. Mm-hmm. Because yep. <laughs> it's totally valid everywhere. I can go and buy food with exposure.
2: Oh, uh, we're just rehashing bad internet jokes now.
1: Yep. Speaking of noticed.
2: bad internet jokes, though, Alex, why yes. are people mad at Fallout 76 now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: because Fallout 76 refuses to die <laughs> and comes back and just be becomes more Fallout 76.
2: What did Fallout 76 do this time?
0: So Fallout 76 released a new patch recently. It was, uh, I guess, Update 11, Patch 11, if you will. Um, so they <laughs> there's some huge Reddit post with the unofficial but comprehensive bug roundup that goes over all the issues that have come up since this last patch has uh, gone out recently. Okay. Uh, some of those, I'll, I'll go over some of the highlights. Um. There is now saying that legendary em- enemies aren't dropping legendary gear at all, <laughs> despite being farmed for fucking ever. Um, there also is an area now in a place called White Springs that will automatically kill you. There is now a bug where your character will become beheaded if you step out of power armor. Okay. Um, there's also an issue. Well, actually, there's a couple of power armor issues. Uh, the game will freeze. Players stuck inside the armor. Gear that's perpetually unequipped for some reason. Um, If you thought that was bad, though, they also introduced some items you can buy in the store for your like little, like, what do you call it? Uh, What's the headquarters that you have in Fallout 76? I I don't know. Camp? Yeah, your camp. So you can buy camp items from the Atomic Shop. So, for example, there's a greenhouse you can buy. Uh that's unstable and doesn't work, and you can't actually throw anything in it. And also wait, not placed wait, wait, properly wait, wait. on the What map. does
2: unstable mean in this case? Like it spontaneously combusts, like
0: No, you you so you buy a greenhouse, but you can't actually grow anything okay, in it. Okay, it's
2: not a function. Got it.
0: It's non-functioning. Mm. It won't snap properly onto the foundation. <laughs> uh it won't actually snap properly onto the nap. Oh no, I, I was map.
2: imagining a far cooler glitch where like You would drop it in place, and it would like after two seconds combust because it was chemically unstable or something, and like something in the code was bad. No, this is just an unfortunate glitch that has no humor in it.
0: Yeah, it does nothing. Um, if you try to build a white picket fence that you bought from the atomic shop, it also does not snap properly into the floor, so you can't actually place it. Mm. It Doesn't it doesn't place properly at all? There's the collections all exclusions all fucked up. Um. So there's another one. Uh, let's see. Removing the foundation from your camp will cause a server crash. Um, and the thing is, a lot of these bugs that are starting to pop up are bugs that were fixed on a previous patch that seem to have come so back. I was with just going to ask patch.
2: that. Like, how many of these are things that previously worked fine, and now are problems?
0: There's a good chunk. Of that. <laughs> So, Ugh. it seems whatever whoever was working on the new patch it had an old patch data and threw that out there so. Um But
2: remember, yeah. you're getting paid DLC in the near future. Yeah. Woo. For you hardcore Fallout 76 players out there still.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so between getting uh let's see. Oh, um I guess the AP AP drain continues after stopping related action remains after power armor improvement so if you sprint in your power armor while opening the map in the pit boy drains your power for the power sure. for some reason Great. Right. so that yeah um there's a weight issue with carrying things you can use a fist weapon after enabling the power armor allowing a weapon exploit uh characters freezing i mentioned that one uh Your power armor pieces are unequipping after every server hop, logout, or changing of game mode. Mm. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Pieces of your armor are disappearing after logout. Uh, Renamed power armor gets renamed back to their default name. Oh, it's not so bad.
1: Are they doing this (laughs) on purpose? I mean, are they trying to... I feel like they're like... We gotta kill this game. We gotta make sure that nobody ever wants to play this game again. Let's actually just kill it. I mean, this is—they is... don't give a fuck about this game. Holy crap! I mean,
0: there are a bunch of interns sitting in a room <laughs> trying to scrap no no no. Together this, the isn't piece this is not This is like a monkey
2: have. at this point. Like they went out to the jungle, caught a bunch of simians,
0: and threw them in a room with a coding desk. Yeah. So. Let's see, the the list actually on the Reddit post about what's going on, because this stuff wasn't logged by the actual company, uh, is really bad. Oh, if you open your social tab and you have a large friends list, causes the game to freeze and crash.
2: So being so popular don't, don't is now friends. a game problem. Got it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. So Uh-oh. the streamers so- that have
2: kept this fucking train wreck going are now potentially having a worse time.
0: Brave. Yep. Um, there's a weird bug where you have no option to trade, invite the team until you fast travel or log out of the game to fix it. Um, you can't interact with NPCs or vending machines properly. (laughs) Um, there was an audio glitch with weapons where you would have, uh, you'd have an infinite crazy loop of audio. Like when you fire stuff that came back. Um, you're belaboring
2: the point at this point I think it's safe to say just shit be fucked yo
1: it's everything is bad (sighs) everything is terrible yeah and somehow they make it worse (laughs) every time they manage to find a way to make it worse and that's that's impressive in a certain sense I guess
0: yeah oh it's bad oh remember nuclear winter that's their their uh what is it? Their battle yeah. royale? Hmm. No, that's yeah. You can't add friends. You can't add friends from the social menu if you're in the nuclear winter mode.
1: <laughs> just, just random weird bugs. How this yeah, this I, code I, is held together with hopes and dreams? Yeah, I,
2: like we've seen this before in <laughs> other games. The issue is like the, the fact that someone's still actively playing Fallout seventy six enough to encounter these problems. That's what confuses me. We've all played games where someone like puts a patch out and it rebreaks a bunch of shit. It's like, oh shit, we were developing this for a previous patch or something. Are bad, but holy shit!
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, this one says, on. seems like the worst so far. I mean, that's and that's impressive considering what we've already reported on.
2: No, it's still not as bad as some of the launch
1: stuff. Like this is. I guess that's true. yeah. Like, that that is I, true.
0: So, so this is the last one I'll talk about, because it's just minor, but it just comes to give you the level of fucks they don't give about this game. <laughs> There's a weapon called an Ultrasight Laser. Okay. It's not firing lasers, it's firing plasma. Okay. How does that, how does that
2: matter? How is that different? I don't know.
0: <laughs> it shoots energy at yeah. that point. What do you care? Is, is it still killing shit? I believe the, the type of ammo makes a difference. Oh, the it's type like, of oh, ammo. Oh, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, because it's 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 laser projectiles versus plasma. It's kind of like the like was it uh the void energy fire and electric energy and like fair. Or I, I have not played and, Fallout
2: seventy six. I do not know if there's like damage type triumvirate of physical kinetic energy and plasma they do. or something. Yeah. yeah,
0: they have some of that.
2: Okay,
0: but yeah, the laser gun's not shooting lasers; it's shooting plasma instead.
2: As all laser guns should. I... <laughs> I see no problem here. Like, this is obviously someone didn't know what they built, and they built a plasma gun, and that they thought it was a laser.
0: Yeah. It's like if your lightsaber was droopy and just kept leaking.
2: Hello, I'm Darth Cialis with my droopy lightsaber. <laughs>
0: yeah. So. But, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, man. And this is after recently they were talking about how, like, they do really like this game and they do want to take care of it. And Todd Howard is like, Fallout 76 is going to be like the Elder Scrolls Online of this like, of this world and and this and that.
2: uh So, yep, no, people are pretty fucking... If E3 was not insulting enough to people where it's like, yeah, (laughs) we're not going to say the beta's over but you look, we're adding NPCs all of a sudden anyone still acting like they weren't sold a beta and lied to about it at this point like after E3 after all this shit like I, I don't know what it takes at this point like if you are still out there defending this game at like I don't care if you have fun with it at this point anymore like the, the fact that you are continuing to be a part of this thing should be an embarrassment I think at this point.
0: I think the fact that they're putting stuff in the shop that doesn't even and Yeah, work I,
2: no, that's my point. Still like, still charging it's, you
0: a well, premium for and so, and, it literally means they don't give a shit. Well, here's
2: you. the problem yep. with that. Like, they are, you, someone has to pay active money, hypothetically, for that. Meaning, we're going to talk about this more in a second again, too, for a different game. Like, you are continuing to support a game that, like, yeah, I, it's just, you should be insulted at this point. Like, they, the fact that they are giving your, this game away with PS4 controllers in Europe still, should tell you everything you need to know about this game. Yeah. yeah. But, I guess kind of in the same note of things that people should have stopped playing long ago, we're going to talk about Anthem! Yeah! All right, so, after over a month of Anthem doing absolutely nothing, there appears to be something going on. It's that We were the By the time this podcast goes up, I think we may be a couple days. We see the fruits of the labor of it. Uh, Allegedly, the cataclysm stuff is on the way. Hypothetically, what is the cataclysm? Well, as far as we know, it's a bunch of fucking fog. But beyond that, we're not so sure. What this has led to, though, in the kind of days leading up to this, is a whole slew of amazing in-game glitches, ranging from like dungeons materializing in the air above the public zones to just stuff breaking in fantastic ways. Mostly, it's like floating space station cities and shit like that. Yeah. But I did reinstall the Anthem because maybe there's gonna be something new in it next week. So, <laughs> and so uh,
0: did this go live by
2: mistake? I, so there is some <laughs> there, there, there is some stuff out there with a couple people saying like, "Yo, um, some of this stuff went live by mistake. Like there was a kind of a." preparing for cataclysm they're gonna start putting some stuff in like some extra storms and stuff that's gonna hint at it coming but i guess like the whole floating city thing they have going on is like yeah that's not wow <laughs> like it's like almost like they pushed out a dev build of it occasionally where it's like yeah um the transparency for that should be off or something like that you're seeing the mechanism behind the machine you're not supposed to be able to but again, also remember anthem has also had an ongoing microtransaction shop this entire time. Yes, you can grind in game currency to get to it, but
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got some hype here, guy. Oh, wow, was a mistake yeah
2: I-, I I'm not sure which subreddit amuses me more right now. The division or the anthem one, like the anthem one is like fire and brimstone and fuck all this shit. The Division 1 is just kind of this sad wasteland of people being like, remember back when we had like an average of 50,000 active logins at any given time on this subreddit at a minimum? Yeah, we don't get that anymore. <laughs> and, the, and the two Destiny ones are out there just being like, oh, that's cute, you thought you could compete with the best.
0: Yeah, Destiny's just sitting in the back like,
2: yes. I allowed these dalliances <laughs> come back to me. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I haven't played Division 2 in a while, actually. Yeah, No one has, apparently. I... In fact, I'm an installer. Why? <laughs> well, because I don't play it, so I'm uninstalling it. Clear up space on my one terabyte SSD. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I still have Destiny 2 installed, and I'll probably... Uh, once the things start to slow down, a wow, I'm gonna jump back on there and play that board because yeah, I definitely want to continue having fun on that. Cause Destiny Two, there's something about Destiny Two's like the the engine for it is just really good. It's an enjoyable. No, engine. it's not.
2: Oh, Destiny Two or Division. Di-
0: Destiny
2: Two. Yeah, 2? Destiny Two is fine. I as someone who recently played the Division, out of have curiosity. I do not like the combat in that game. I'm learning like it's not good cover shooting. It's not horrible. It's I think it plays worse than Anthem does.
0: I don't know. Well, you did console or controller. Yeah. So that's different.
2: That it's a flow it and feel different. kind of thing. I, it's... Yeah.
0: Destiny 2's best one is the... Destiny two's Or Destiny's engine overall for controller and PC is both fucking solid. So I might
2: argue it's got good gameplay just across the board at that point, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's going to next? Um, this we're talking about loot shooters. Uh, Borderlands Three has gotten out there and said that they will not have crossplay at launch. They're actively quote working on it for after launch support, but it's unclear where that will go. Uh, this was kind of after a confusing event. Uh, it was after a reveal of a confusing event name titled Better Together. I they've <laughs> done a real good job of showing nothing but trailers for that game that make me regret pre-ordering it like maybe i'm too old to enjoy borderlands now but just (laughs) so much of what they're doing has me going uh this doesn't look good this looks (laughs) real meme (laughs) is that a thing i'm willing to put up with now i don't think so i really hated sunset overdrive (laughs) But yeah, more on that as it evolves. Uh, we'll see if it actually ever comes to fruition because Destiny can't get crossplay. I'm kind of be surprised if Borderlands can't.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not offering cross saves. It's just we have no cross. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna speculate on that one. Um, Death Garden, a game that me and Henry care a great deal about, is adding a 2 verse 10 mode.
1: Oh, ah, oh, that sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, so it's gonna be two hunters and ten scavengers that's coming in the near future I believe it's no exact release date just yet so we are getting closer and closer to what I want which is a hunter versus hunter mode
1: hmm. I'm not I'm actually not interested in that I mean I, I I think what draws me to this and dead by daylight is the the asynchronous aspect of the multi yes
2: process. I'm not saying want that to be the main mode. But, I want a chance to kind of see in an active way how the Titan how I guess the hunters compare against each other. Hmm. Kind of like I kind of want a I don't know, try to work like a scavenger versus scavenger mode, I think would be interesting too. not like not like the death match or something but from like a resource capturing and control aspect of it. I don't know. I as someone who really likes Death Garden is not such a big fan of Dead by Daylight. The fact they're willing to play more of the game modes for this makes me happy because as much as I love traditional death uh, death garden, more options I think is a great thing. What this also yeah. opens up is the chance to have like an apprentice and experienced hunter, which <laughs> that game yeah. des- just desperately needs.
1: I think just having just two to cover a bit more ground, I think that'll just make things very interesting.
2: I, it's uh, uh, you know, yeah, I also enjoy playing hunter in that game though, and it's yeah. It's hard, like, getting into it and, like, the advice everyone has is, like, grid it out to you unlock these two things, and then they kind of come around a corner. And I'm like, that's cool. Maybe those should be unlocked from the get-go if those are, like, two of the most important things to being a hunter. Because the game's real hard without them. Yeah. I don't know. We shall see. What next? Um... We talked about the Switch light last week. We are getting a, kind of quotations on this, upgraded normal Switch. And by that, the chipset that's used in the Switch is just getting an upgrade. So the new ones moving forward that will be in them will use up a little less power. So your battery life will go up. No, it's mm. not a full actual hardware revision. It's just uh, because of technology progressing, your Switch will get better. If you already own one, sucks to be you. But, yeah. Yeah, Speaking of sucks to be you, I guess. Uh, GameStop will be the exclusive physical retailer of the PS4 version of Metal Wolf Chaos. The fact they're making a physical version of Metal Wolf Chaos makes me real happy.
0: <laughs> the physical copy will include a metal case that, upon opening, will reveal a <laughs> a digital code to redeem it on an it online store. It should be store. a gun,
2: on yep. all honesty, given that game. But yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Because those have already existed at this point. Yeah.
2: Yep. yep. I- I'm very sad. It's not something more extravagant. In all honesty, <laughs> it was like a missed opportunity on their end. But I get it. Money is hard. <laughs> it's a very destructive, though. either actually selling a game through GameStop, but yeah. It- yep. Uh, Apex Legends is the latest to join the "How do we punish cheaters in multiplayer frenzy?" Uh lots of games just ban people or do kind of, like, normal things. Apex Legends is choosing to do my favorite thing, which is making cheaters play other cheaters.
1: Which I think is the best.
0: It's fitting, because it's respawn, and they did the same thing with, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, what's the game they made where you can run and do all that crazy shit? They did the same thing on yeah. Titanfall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of and course they did that, which is I'm not great. gonna
2: lie, as someone who, like, gets real annoyed if I'm in a game with people with cheaters, but also really enjoys watching cheater versus cheater matches and fighting games, I could be <laughs> real into this. I can. This
0: is great. This needs to be a thing that's done in the industry more often. Well, Like, uh, like don't heavy hand ban. Just throw people into a fucking server with other cheaters and let them get pissed off when the person they're playing with is also well, like the cheating. The best
2: yeah. version of this I ever saw was, I think it was Killer Instinct had rage quit jail where if you rage quit during a match you got placed in jail and you had to play against other rage quitters and your punishment was you had to successfully finish a match meaning mm. both of you couldn't rage quit so it was possible to spend like eternity in rage quit jail
0: <laughs> That's oh it's so good <laughs>
1: And you're only. This really is the. I, that's I like I like creative ways yeah. of dealing with it because it's like, it does seem like, like actually removing a person's ability to play the game entirely might be a bit heavy-handed. I don't think it does like. anything.
2: Mm. Like the reality is, if someone cares that much about Overwatch or Apex, is a free-to-play game, you're just gonna make a new account. Yep. And be an asshole all over again. But if you make it so it's like, no, no, you still have your account. It's just
1: miserable to
2: play. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, yeah, I, I like that approach. I, uh, I just like the creative approach to dealing with it because, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> yeah, let let them make each other super angry. I am, yeah. I am super down. Yeah,
2: with Yeah, no, it reminds me of one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror, which instead of having a prison, they have the shame, like the shaming, where it's like it's just a bunch of people walking around reminding someone of the fucked up thing they did. It's like, yeah, this is what actual punishment should be. <laughs> yeah. We got two last ones. Um, kind of our last real news, air quotation thing, if you will. Uh, Frank Pierce, co-founder of Blizzard. Uh, you know that Blizzard of Blizzard Activision fame and pocketing mm-hmm. X amount of money a month from Alex going back quite a ways. Is <laughs> departing Blizzard after being there for 28 years. Why is this a big deal? He's a co-founder. He's the last of the founders to be around at this point. And yeah. it's not clear if this is a retirement or leaving, but it sure as hell seems to be leaving to go do something else.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they it, it makes sense. I mean, considering like the people haven't really been too happy with like you hear stories of people not being too happy with working internally at yeah. Blizzard and with a lot of the changes they're making now like it's just a matter of time where the rest of the old guard, if you will, are just going to head on out of there. Like,
2: yeah, they they he was the guy upset it. by the kind of back-burnering of heroes. Of the storm. He's like, no, my baby.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't. You don't fucking blame him. That's his baby. Is it? And it literally got fucking. I was making alive. a
2: joke. Is that actually his baby?
0: Oh no, I don't know for sure. But I thought I was. I thought you knew. Fuck
2: <laughs> no! That's I was I being like that. that thing. No one really wanted, but we made anyway. I'm the one that caused
0: that to happen. I don't know. I don't know about that, but yeah, I mean, and it's funny that you hear, you hear them say that considering like there was an interview a while ago with um Mike Morheim yeah, mm-hmm. uh of the one know one of the other co-founders and the first actual president of uh Blizzard. He talked about stepping back into the arena at some point. So he might be gathering up the old guard to open up a new studio yeah. or something. Who knows? Yeah. And and the thing is like people loved working for fucking Mike. So if he is putting something together, I guarantee you you'll start seeing people flock over there. Not a problem at all.
1: Yep. So,
0: yeah. Activision Blizzard not so fun to work for. Blizzard when it's run by Morheim, absolutely great. You hear a lot of really good stuff and a lot of good games came out of that mm-hmm. era. So. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't surprise me. Like I said, this is you know, it's just that it. Yeah. I don't know what else to say.
1: You know, it's just file that one under more signs that Blizzard is just falling apart.
0: It also also convinces me that the guy who's running things now, jail and brack, is just an asshole.
1: Yeah. It sounds like I mean, alright, so let's just say I am intimately familiar with being in a video game company and watching the founders get pushed out of it by it by the new guy in. Like, I have watched this happen from the from the uh, from the seats, from the trenches, and so that—I mean, I'm not saying that's what's happened here, but that's a thing that has happened. I mean, that I have personally watched happen. So,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you've got so <clears throat> you, the guy who's running Blizzard now, like Activision puppeteering aside, the guy who's running Blizzard now, the guy named Jay Allen Brack, the same Jay Allen Brack who told people years ago about classic you think you want it but you don't yep so watching the justice serve when he had to be the one to announce classic or well yeah no. World Warcraft classic coming out is fucking great so and considering it's built a lot it's actually refreshed a lot of interest in Warcraft or World of Warcraft specifically
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um I have a feeling this the same guy who has that kind of attitude towards the fans being like you think you want this but you don't is now the guy in charge of Blizzard. Which is fitting, considering Activision does shady shit, especially with like Call of Duty, to have this kind of asshole running the show. Yep. You know? But anyway, that's my opinion on the matter. It's not fact. The part about him saying, you know, you think you want to, you don't, is fact. But my opinion on the matter is that I don't think he really genuinely has the interest of the company at heart. He has profit. Again,
1: he, he is a yeah. classic investor-driven CEO. I mean this I've just seen this so many times and it's obvious because you can tell by the leadership of a company it's like is this a CEO that's thinking about the company holistically like you know all the people involved and the fans and you know the actual customers or is this a person that's first beholden to investors and mm-hmm. it is night and day you can tell the difference immediately and the current yeah the current guy running Blizzard is definitely a guy who's just first priority, beholden to investors. And that's it.
0: Yeah, because that wouldn't surprise me. But anyway, that's just, again, my opinion on the matter. Uh, it is not fact. I don't know 100% what's going on in the internal workings of Blizzard. Yep,
1: we're just speculating but so here. so
0: far, yeah. So far, based off of his attitude and the way he acts in public to fans, I think he's a grade-A douchebag.
2: <laughs> we'll see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And last but not least on our news docket this week, we have uh, adding to kind of some of last but not least this week, adding to kind of our ongoing what is Epic doing with all that money they're making off Fortnite, but Epic's bad. We have uh, Epic contributing over a million bucks to the 3D open source program Blender. Oh, cool. Uh, Most I don't think are going to be familiar with Blender, but for those who work in 3D modeling and stuff like that, Blender is it's an open source, it's free program that kind of lets you make a whole range of 3D models. At that point, it's really popular yeah, I mean, in it, the 3D printing world.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's basically the free alternative to like Maya, and like and 3D Studio Max, which are both really expensive. Yeah, like, they're super good, but man, they're expensive. They are. I use Blender; super it's
2: fine. Like it's mm-hmm. the Epic is directly targeting what the worst part of blender is which is the interface aspects of it yeah mm-hmm. and Which so is so I, cook- I that's
1: that, yeah the interface is has been clunky for it's been for a garbage long time now. let's call it yeah, what it, it is been, it's bad it, yeah and so that's been needing a revamp and i feel like and and i feel like what we're what we're going to see is maybe see it distributed through the through their launcher through the epic launcher yeah. i think that's definitely what we're I think that's a big, huge possibility. We're gonna see it through the epic games line. yeah, and I guess kind and of maybe even a an asset store that's basically is directly linked in with the with blender, so
2: and before you kind of got your high horses going, like, why would they do this? Remember Steam already does this Like if there was a chunk of time you could yep. buy stuff like Photoshop. Hell, you probably still can, oh yeah, Steam. there's lots
1: of software available yeah. there's there's and it's still available, so. And it, but I mean, in this case, it's free, but I feel like what they're going to end up doing is creating a new, uh, like, or linking their asset store, as it stands, in with Blender, or making some sort of easy way to put Blender assets yeah, it, onto the asset I'd probably it'd be a That's smart move to find happening. a
2: way to, like, output epic store models at a whole asset thing they have, if you made yeah. them Blender-friendly, or vice versa, or if you could make something in Blender and then upload it as an epic asset kind of thing. That'd be a smart move on someone's part.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's what they're kind of looking to do, as well as just sort of... And maybe, and this is just me super speculating, they're looking for, like, just really good... Well, they probably obviously want to partner with somebody. I mean, if if you're familiar at all with the Unreal Engine, it doesn't have a 3D editor built into it. I mean, no engine does. I mean, Unity doesn't either. But I, I think they're looking to make it just easier, make a better what you what you often refer to as a pipeline between the two programs. So you can easily send assets along from Blender into Unreal Engine more seamlessly. And maybe even be able to switch back and forth between them pretty seamlessly. So I'm looking I think they're really looking at kind of widening and maybe making and they're and they're probably don't wanna partner with adobe probably a little bit too expensive or or autodesk i mean not adobe but autodesk mm. who are who autodesk is the owners of like my end 3d studio max but yeah i think i think this may be a yeah i think they're looking for a strategic partnership i think they're absolutely looking for a strategic partnership here what they do with that i think i don't know i'm, I'm interested in seeing what happens so, I mean, as a developer, I mean, definitely I'm interested to see what happens here. I don't really, I don't, I've worked with Blender a little bit. I am not a 3D modeler. I'm definitely not a 3D modeler. most of I've ever done is maybe fool around with an existing asset a little bit, as, you know, with some sort of base asset to make yeah, it fit to a the game. But... There's
2: a lot of 3D modeling for work and may or may not wind up owning a 3D printer within the next year. I like that someone's making Blender less ass to
1: use. Yeah, so no, yeah. yeah, I think they'll be. I think um, yeah, that's a. I think that's. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting, Indeed. Because they aren't buying them. That's the no. other thing. That's a key thing yes. here. They are not, and they they have the money. Obviously, they could just buy them out or whatever. But they aren't buying them here. They're just giving money. I'm sure as part of some sort of strategic partnership.
2: That was it for news this week. Y'all ready for the one email we got? Yeah. Uh, Henry, if you wanted to contact us, though, to send us an email, how would you go about doing that?
1: That would be wickedawesomecast at gmail.com
2: What's that email again, Alex?
0: wickedawesomecast at gmail.com And where do
2: you find that information if you're confused as how it's spelled or something like that?
0: Uh, spells in the show notes down below. <laughs> Spell it's not spells my spells
2: sounds sound <laughs> in the show notes, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Send us emails. We love getting them. I had one this week and it is fantastic. Comes in All from right. Patrick. Dear Wicked Awesome cast. I recently found myself somehow involved in a long conversation about wizards. Normally yeah. this is something I would keep to myself and not turn into an email to send to internet strangers, but after last week's conversation about tabletop RPGs. I felt compelled to send it your way for reasons. The conversation was essentially about whether hippies would be considered wizards or not. My argument was that they would be considered <laughs> druids since nature, but my friend insisted that they would be wizards. Obviously, they are wrong, but I. But then I listened. But then I listened to last week's podcast and couldn't help but imagine what kind of magi you three would be. Alex is obviously some type of jester, illusionist. Henry is might be some. It's some kind of magic road hybrid, and I think Charlie is just someone who learned like one or two spells, one of which is siphon life and fire tornado, <laughs> and yeah. gets by with just those two or those three.
0: I think that would be the most accurate yeah. description for Charlie.
2: I don't. Yep. Really, I don't really have a question, but I suspect you two can do something with this discussion. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know. I think. I, do you think I'd fall under a je- I, illusionist? I definitely You'd be like see. the Just, meme
2: <laughs> version of a wizard. Like whatever can cast meme as a spell, that's what <laughs> you would do. Which I think is a I would literally thing take the phrase.
0: Point. I I think I would literally take the phrase. Don't let your memes be dreams. Yeah. To heart, I, and make illusions based off. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
2: You'd be the fucking wizard, like prancing around in some ridiculous outfit, just like shooting sparkles at people or some shit. Being like, "I did it for the gram." They'd be like, "It's medieval times. We don't know what the fuck that is." <laughs>
1: I've I've played I've played a character similar to that in Shadowrun. Believe it or not. No, I can't can believe it. Oh yeah, I I created a character more or less based on Alice, Alice in Wonderland. And so all of my spells were whimsical in nature, and what I would do with her Illusions illusion spell, like, uh, that I would, yeah, be be very whimsical. I think whimsical is definitely how I would describe this character. Weird and whimsical. But, yeah, I, yeah. I I could see Alex, Alex being that, yes. I dig it. Power word pun. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, yes, exactly.
1: Feels very on brand for Alex.
2: Yeah. I just
0: love Siphon this
2: person, Life and, this person knows us little too well. love Siphon Life and Fire Tornado the two I get
0: yeah feels <laughs>
2: very correct
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah no whoever this is must know us in real life because these were pretty <laughs> fucking fun
1: so mine was what a uh, magic a like wizard a magic wizard,
2: magic like a magi rogue hybrid or something yeah like the, the <laughs> idea of you being someone that like uses magic to do stealth and then like phantom blade attack and just me being like I'm going to steal your life and light you on fire! I got two <laughs> spells <Yeah>. bitches! Let's call your broad armor. Army. Fire Tornado!
1: You can only use it once a day. So? I'm using it every day! Yeah, there's a character in one of my favorite animes that's basically one spell. Yeah, is it fire yeah, tornado. Uh, basically, it's a uh, Konosuba and its explosion, and can, can be cast once per day, and it's the only spell she knows. But it is like world-endingly powerful. Yeah,
2: I love the fact yeah, that like, would... it's not not just explosion. It's like it's not just dangerous. It's like dickishly dangerous. Like you create yeah. a fire weather hazard. Congratulations.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: if the fire doesn't get you, the tornado might.
1: Oh yeah, and that's pretty much every time she uh, actually casts it, that's that's more or less what happens. Yeah, Megamine. She is, she is a explosion person.
2: <laughs> uh, so, what would some of our supporting characters be in this scenario? Like, what's Nikolai Tracksuit as a wizard? Because <laughs> <laughs> the food scientist is obviously a necromancer who dabbles in alchemy.
1: I imagine, I just imagine Nikolai Tracksuit as being able to like, all right, engage in what should be obviously deadly anything and come out unscathed.
2: So I go the opposite direction. I picture Nikolai Tracksuit's just like, yeah, pretending to be a wizard, but like just has like under his cloak, like, like grenades with the word fireball written on it or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I could definitely. Like I that. cast
2: fireball. It's contained in this jar.
0: Grenade!
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just grenades. He's a wizard, a war- but he just has... What would you- yeah.
0: What'd you call his spell where he has just, like, guns hidden under his sleeves, and he, like, points at you and you get shot and you die? Magic, magic, missile. He- magic, yeah. missile.
1: magic missile. Magic missile, you arcane die. fire
2: yeah. at that point or something. <laughs> I cast arcane
0: bullets. Yeah. Why are you reloading your arcane bullets? Shut up! I'm not reloading, I'm Casting hand signs, wizard style. Well, that's not
1: without no, precedent. Dying. I mean, that's basically <laughs> Devil May Cry, so...
2: <laughs> yeah. I just love the further idea of he's, like, pretend to be a magician or a wizard, so he's just flashing gang signs and shooting people in the face with wrist guns.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe in magic, <laughs> but I believe in bullets. What about scrump? What is scrump, then?
2: Summoned demon.
0: the warlock pet yeah that's that's, caused by fire
2: tornado
1: yeah well it's like in the Shin Megami Tensei series it's sort of a a reoccurring motif or thing that your dog basically fuses with Cerebus and is like like super devil dog and always loyal to you
2: (laughs) oh god I just thought of what more character we have to do Mm -hmm. the infamous Henry Ford
1: Horse Oh no! Blood mage? From all them horses? Horse blood mage? Yeah. Horse blood mage! Henry Ford,
2: professional horse mage. What? Blood mage? I mean, uh, definitely nothing to do
1: with horses. I definitely don't murder all horses. I definitely don't ex- uh, harvest all of their blood for my spells. I'm Henry Ford.
2: That dude just has a super soaker of horse blood pretends to be a wizard why do we make fun of Henry Ford this way (laughs) like we can can do motherfucking Tesla who has been a character on this podcast once
1: but Henry Ford
2: I need more horses to pull my magic are they part of the ritual yes definitely not a sick perversion of enjoyment for me
0: (laughs) uh
2: is actually just like an arcanist who just likes killing horses still. It's like, I pretend to use the horses, but actually it's just horse murder.
1: I'm Henry Ford and I approve this message. Yep.
2: We're going to get hit with a slander since <laughs> yeah. Why do you hate Henry Ford? We don't, but he's a horse murderer. God damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
2: Thanks for writing it, Patrick. And you're absolutely right. Hippies would be druids, not wizards.
1: Yeah. Uh, what
2: would that make meth addicts? Uh like magic addicts. What would a meth addict be then if they were a wizard?
1: A, a meth addict? Oh, a uh a uh, Shadow Run Physical Adept. Okay, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> it makes them adept at something, certainly.
2: And kind of unkillable. <laughs> if we hit it with a car, it's got meth magic. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like math would be like a chaos level of magic of some sorts. And it just slowly starts to eat away at the personality. Yeah,
2: that's what know. kind of being a physical adept can do to you as well.
0: Oh, oh there you go. Yeah, except, yeah, see, I don't know except not
1: personality <laughs> as much as just your teeth. It just every time you cast a spell a tooth falls out.
2: Yeah. Like um, you're literally draining the power from your body, essentially.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what about stone?
2: I think they're just druids still, like...
0: Yeah. I don't know. With all the crazy stuff they do, I feel like they would be, like, next level... Are you talking, like, stoner
2: stoners, or, like, the the ones that, like, mix and match various chemicals?
0: The the ones who are, like, crazy next level cannabis people. I think uh, they're still just
2: druids, because they're all into that nature shit, like...
1: And it'd really just be like, I don't know, uh, a... Oh well, I mean, all right. So they tend to make things, like you know, like make fancy type new. Well, a lot of new ways of smoking weed. I mean, that's that's definitely mm-hmm. a thing. I'm still so. hearing druid man. Like I feel like, like, like a druid. Like an arcanist or something, you know, create the you know one the artificer that yeah, you know, creates
2: things. Not pyromancer. Those are people that vape.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's still some flavor of druid in my mind, I guess. Like they're. I'm not talking like the WoW version of Druid. I'm talking like the more traditional fantasy version of Druid where it's like the correct way of role-playing them in some ways to be like, man, we should not do that because it's bad for nature. <laughs> also, yeah. you want some of these herbs? I found mm. them. They're my class. Ability. They will not fuck you up this time. <laughs> Unless you want to. Then I got some other herbs. Yeah. <laughs> mm that's the free emails but, this week. Thank you for writing in, yeah, Patrick. Thank you so
1: much for the email, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, that is enlightening. Yes.
2: <laughs> That's for this week's episode, though. Um, I'm sure it's been interesting from netting standpoint for me. I'm just calling that shot now. Anything you two want to talk about? Get the hell out
0: of here. Uh, no, right. not really. Other than you can follow us on my social medias. Maybe Online across the board: Facebook, Twitch, Mixer, YouTube Gaming. Uh, into normal stuff. Twitter. Yep.
1: Yep. Alright, yeah, I am Kraken Zero on Facebook and on Instagram. That's Z-E-R-Zero. And I am Nomad H A R on Twitch. But yep, that's how you can get in contact with me.
2: You wanna take us out this week, Henry? Because you missed two or want one of us to do it?
1: Sure. Cue the metal. <laughs>